Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the ushers. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well done, gentlemen. Amen. So we're going over to the Word of the Lord. Are you excited for that? Amen. As we stand to our feet and we prepare our hearts and our minds for the Word of God. Amen. Uh, Job said he regards the Word of God above his necessary food. Now, how many believe that food is necessary? <laughs> Hallelujah. And in this time, you know, people make it about the, the Easter eggs and the, the pickled fish. And I don't know what they have. I think it's Friday's fish and Sunday's what, what's, on, what's on the menu for Sunday? Lamb and chicken. But the Bible says that um, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. So the word of God is coming today to deliver us from all uh, sickness and shame and to strengthen us and to give us light on this journey. Hallelujah. And we pray that as if you came in here with a heavy burden, that you will leave, you will leave refreshed and you will leave with joy and you will leave with happiness and gladness. Amen. Please put your hands together for our pastor and our prophet, Edgar Michaels. the Lord. Glory to his name. As we wait for those wonderful dancers to come back, can we pray for a few minutes in tongues and minister to God? Get in contact with the Lord. Shura babarita rabo boroto robo boroto Kora mamarita rabo boramarabarabanda Shaba mamarabaramarabaraboroborobondo Shura mamarita rabo boroboroboroborobondo Shura mamarita rabo boroboroboroboroboro Oh rabababa rabababa Mora mamoro boro 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 Kora mamara mara boro 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 bonda Shara pamara mara mara boro boro bonda Shara babara bara bara boro 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 bonda Shara mamara bara mara bara boro bonda Shara boro 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 Mora marita raba mara bara boro boro Shora baba ha shoro boro to Gora mamara bara boro boro bondo Shora mamarita raba boro boro bonda Araba mamara boro boro bondo Shoro boro 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 bondo Gora mamara bara bara boro boro bondo Shoro boro 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 bonda, Gora mama 
Rita Rabo Borabo Rabo Robondo Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Glory to his name. This is a very important time in our Christian faith. It's the, I call it the Resurrection Sunday. To us, every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. It's the first day of the week where we come together to celebrate, but today, worldwide, it's Resurrection Sunday. Therefore, we had those scripture readings about what happened on this first day of the week. Amen. Sunday in the Bible is called the first day of the week. Why first? Because Saturday, the week is complete. Saturday is the seventh day, the Sabbath. But Christianity is not Judaism, it's a new day. It's a new thing God is doing in the earth. Therefore, we celebrate the first day of the week. We're not like Seventh-day Adventist people that are confused and take what was Jewish and bring it into the church and then say, they say it's the Roman Catholic Church that has changed the Sabbath to the Sunday. But it's not true. No matter what the world call uh, the day, the world term the day Sunday. And uh, it's like, like the sun was birthed or born on this day. Therefore, they call it Sunday. Okay. And Monday, it's like, <laughs> uh, you understand. And, and donderdag is it's to do with donder. You understand. But what we say is the Bible called this day the first day of the week. Praise God. And we must always see that we are in the spirit on the first day of the week. It's also called the Lord's Day. Sunday is called the Lord's Day. I'm repeating these things so that you can serve God with full revelation knowledge. Praise God. We're very happy to have all of our visitors uh, here uh, this is our new venue, and we trust God very soon this place will be too small, and we will have maybe two services on a Sunday morning. So don't worry if we're too many. We will have two services on a Sunday morning to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You may turn to Colossians chapter, chapter 2, verse 15. My preaching this morning is a term, let's enjoy the triumph 
of the resurrection. Amen. The resurrection is the triumph of our faith. Hallelujah. The word triumph means to celebrate the victory. Hallelujah. And the, the victory happened on the cross when Christ died for our sins. But the resurrection is the celebration of the victory. Praise God. Amen. It's to be exuberantly out of your skin, joyful and happy. Praise God. It's to really be um, out of your mind in praising God. Besides yourself to praise the Lord. To have tremendous joy to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Because the resurrection says God and Christ has victory over death. And everybody that serves the Lord don't need to fear death. We are beyond death. We know even what goes on on the other side of death. Praise the Lord. But death came, I'll show you later, that death, how death came into the human race. But first, let me just read Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. When he, that's Christ, had disarmed the rulers and authorities. Can I term the rulers and authorities? Christ disarmed Satan and his fallen angels and all demons. He disarmed them. To disarm means to take away all your weapons. To take away all your armor that you are attacking God and humanity. Christ disarmed the demons, the fallen angels, the devil himself. To be disarmed means you are defenseless. You are hopeless. You cannot fight. Hallelujah. He did not only through the resurrection disarm the devil. He made a publicly public display of them. In other words, is so so an Afrikaans shall say, "I is in the oorgesit." Are you with me? He is completely put to open shame. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for that. He made a public display of them, having triumph over them through the cross. Amen. That's what the NIV will say. Amen. Triumph over them. Say triumph. Hallelujah. Now there's a scripture where you find the word triumph again. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Can we turn there? Hallelujah.
second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 but thanks be to God who always lead us in triumph in Christ amen who lead us in his triumph in Christ let me show you what the word triumph in in Paul's mind was when a general has conquered a nation they organize for him a triumph march in the city to be quick to what i'm explaining they will take the main road in a city like Adley street and then they will parade the soldiers of the enemy walking in chains down Adley Street. It's a procession. Do you hear me? It's a procession. And then behind those soldiers comes the king that is defeated also in chains. And then after that, the general comes walking right and the people go crazy and celebrate this is the picture that Paul has in his mind that the demons are in chains disarm the fallen angels a third of them that went with Satan and rebelled against God they are disarm and then the devil himself is in open shame and then Jesus the great general the mighty, mighty champion, the captain of the armies of God comes and we follow behind him and that is called a triumph march. Praise the Lord. So this day is a day of triumph. Praise God. And it's not only on this day we should spread the triumph everywhere. Hallelujah. This is what this verse that I'm reading now to you. But thanks be to God who always, not only sometimes, amen. You may not feel triumphant at times, but you must confess that you are triumphant. As the Bible in Romans will say, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. And uh, Pastor Nicky could see my friend, evangelist, he would say, his dad, who was a mighty evangelist, say, when I feel down, I am a conqueror. When I feel good, I am more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're not under the devil. You are on top of the devil. Hallelujah. You're not the underdog. Amen. You're not the underdog. As they say when you play maybe Man United and you, they are top of the league. Then they say the other team are the underdogs. My God, my Lord. But thanks be to God who always lead us in triumph in Christ. And manifest through us. Manifest means we reveal to, we show we other people this triumph and manifest through us 
the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. Praise the Lord. Amen. And in every place, we will sow the sweet aroma. Hallelujah. A wonderful perfume. We are a wonderful smell to the glory of God. Let me hasten to say to you, well, let me read Romans chapter 8 verse, verse 11. I first give you, before I get into more teaching, give you a few tips of triumph. Hallelujah. This resurrection life, I'm reading Romans chapter 8 verse 11. I'm describing to you resurrection life is death destroying life. In other words, it's a life that death cannot touch or destroy. Hallelujah. Now, once you get born again, that is the kind of life that enters you. Death destroying life. It's actually more than it. It's, it is similar than eternal life. You, you see, you get different qualities of life. Can I describe to you? You get plant life. The plants, it's, it's a living thing. You get animal life. All these lives God created. God is the author of life. Amen. The devil is the one that brings death. Hey, and there is a religion that says they love death. It's uh, Ben Laden. He said after... Uh, bringing 9-11, the two towers down, killing 3,000 people in twin, 200, uh, the year 201, 2001. Uh, he said, we and our faith will conquer the West because we and our religion loves death, but you love life. In other words, you will be scared of us because we love death. Now, anybody who loves death must be a friend of the devil. Because the devil is the author of death. I'm describing to you some. Therefore, those people don't worry if they have suicide bombers. Let me lift this a bit. Okay. I don't wanna I don't wanna strain my voice. Okay. So these people don't and they and they entice people to, to blow up places and, and, and have the suicide uh, thing trained and instilled and indoctrinated in their minds. The reason, and this is the way they say, if you give your life for our faith, blowing up yourself, your whole family, paradise is settled for your whole family. Can you believe it? Then I don't know where this comes from. Then they say in paradise there's 21 virgins waiting for you. What a shock. But I'm, I'm telling you what a certain religion believe. Do you hear me? What a certain religion believe. It's completely demonic. My God, it's completely evil. But Christ 
brought life. John 10 verse 10 says, The thief came to steal and to kill and to rob and to steal. But I came to bring life. Jesus didn't bring death. He brought life. Hallelujah. Satan came only to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus said, I came that they may have life, an overflowing life. Other words, your saucer runs over. Amen. It's like your cup is full and your sauce. Somebody said, now I understand why my daddy always drank out of the saucer and not the cup. The so Amen. Uh, am I wording right? Okay. It's because my daddy wanted to say, my cup runneth over. <laughs> Hallelujah. So once in a while, drink out of the saucer. <laughs> and then you say, Mr. Not Mr. Devil. <laughs> you say, you say, Devil, my cup cup runneth over. Hallelujah. And, and truly, eh, my daddy drank his, his coffee like that when there's no visitors. Okay? But he drank it that way because he likes to drink his coffee hot and, and then he throw it in the saucer. And we all are still sleeping. Because he's on his way to work and we can hear my daddy is drinking coffee now in the kitchen. <laughs> Hallelujah. My cup runneth over. Praise God. This resurrection tells us our cup runs over. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Romans chapter 8. Now verse 11. I want to show you verse 11 tells you this resurrection life is in us. Amen. If you believe it, it will rejuvenate your body. It will cause your becoming old. It's postponed. It, 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 it. Therefore, if you find believers, you will find they look young. Amen. Amen. I don't look like 70. I mean 60, 67. Amen. 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 You meet some of your school friends. You say, silent you say, say like I'm out But they don't serve the Lord. They don't serve the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. A merry heart is like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Om een seer gesicht te het, vat baie energie. You are burning up a lot of energy, unnecessary. Amen. And your rimpels appear. Sy leks as a droerang skikking. Want sy bleis jou gezicht frons. But Christian faith is joy. It's peace. It is love. It's celebration. 
Hallelujah. We are in a triumph. Amen. And when people, and when they march and it's a procession, people run to come and look. People stand on tiptoe to watch. Amen. Amen. When the Springboks won twice the, the World Cup, uh, last time I think it was in France, I don't know, but they had a march. But scrub for nuts. In fact, I, I, they were on their way from Cape Town, moving up the main road to Newland Stadium. I drove with my car. I don't used to do these things because um, uh, 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 even when Mandela was freed, you remember how the parade was vibrating. It was full. The, even the way to the parade was full of people. I cannot speak like Mandela, I want to say. <laughs> I, create, I create all the peoples. I am not a prophet. I'm just a servant of the people. <laughs> but I'm speaking of a triumph. Hallelujah. A celebration to the glory of God. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. A merry heart is like a medicine. Hallelujah. A joyful heart. Therefore, my wife always say, hey, you like jokes. I like, you know, I like fun. I mean, to be... Uh, any, if a man is a spiritual man and is a seerman, David Eki. The more spiritual you become, the more joyful you become. The more laughter there. And sometimes you laugh at yourself too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. In fact, as I preach, a few jokes will come to me too. Praise the Lord. And, and, and even in my preaching, there's laughter. Praise the Lord. I'm reading Romans chapter 8 verse 11. I'm, I'm saying to you, the resurrection life is in you. You must just release it. But if it's dormant, dormant means it's not being used. It's lying there, just inside of you. One, even when you pray in tongues, that resurrection life starts to circle in your blood. This is how God revealed it to me. I didn't read it anyway. And even when I praise the Lord, and I worship Him, and I proclaim the Scriptures, this life starts to circle and move in me. When I pray in tongues, worship and do that, I believe sickness, it's, it's like radiation, it Burns out the sickness. Hallelujah. It's a people that have cancer, chemotherapy, where, where the chemo caused the cancer to shrink. Do you hear me? I believe when the Holy Spirit resurrection life is like a force that burns sickness away inside of you.
I believe even this resurrection power touch your mental capabilities. I've experienced it. When I was in primary school, I can still not believe it. I don't know, was it the second or third year at school? I don't know, there no grades. But I failed. I failed one year at primary school. I couldn't believe it, but I failed. Afterwards, I couldn't believe it. But I had polio, a certain sickness where you where they leave some limbs and stuff uh, deformed in a person. But thank God, when I came even at high school, this guy was uh, in uh, uh, matric already. And me and him started to speak, but he had an arm that's like this. And as we spoke, he said he, 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 he had polio. I said to him, I also had, I'm so grateful to God. Because this is what was left in him. And I said to him, only what is left in me was my left leg is a little bit shorter than the other one. You understand? And now that I'm getting older, it's more visible uh, as I walk. Because some of my friends, it go, why do you walk? Uh, they walk behind me. Uh, sorry for telling you all of this. <laughs> But, but what I, why I'm telling you it, I believe even I'm a candidate for a miracle for my leg to grow further. Amen. We, we are living in the time of resurrection life. Amen. Miracles. If you see people in a wheelchair, you must say, you must be happy that you in this time, you are candidate for a miracle. If you pursue God, there's a miracle on its way. I was busy telling you about plant life, planet life. You know the planets move. Amen. Animal life. You get biological life, man life. You get demon life. Then you get God, who is the source of all life. Praise God. Amen. But when Jesus breathed over those 12, this, well, there were 11 at that time. Do you hear me? He was breathing resurrected life in them. Because they were already born again. Amen. They were already, you cannot run after Jesus with the old nature, Jay, because the old nature don't like God. The old nature won't feel happy here. How will you feel happy with complete holiness, Jesus, around you? You must be born again. Amen. Hallelujah. So they were born again, and then he had, the church has the, the church is the only entity. That has resurrected life. Blue, blood in you. Hallelujah. When you get born again. So when you speak in tongues and minister to the Lord, believe this life is circling as my blood moves through my body, from my heart to my toes, through my brain. The blood is moving. And I believe sickness 
is destroyed through this life. But it's according to your faith. It's according to your faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now I'm reading Romans chapter 8 verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, who raised Jesus? The spirit raised Jesus from the dead. That same spirit dwells, not visit. It dwells within you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who indwells you. What a powerful scripture. Give the Lord praise for that. It's wonderful to see in the Bible the first person that witnessed the resurrected Christ was not his disciples. It was a woman. It was Mary Magdalene. And out of her, the Lord drove seven demons. She was a strange woman. She might have been a prostitute. She lived a loose life. But after meeting Jesus... Her life was radically changed. The others went even home after the crucifixion. Or they ran away at the crucifixion. But Mary Magdalene was standing at the cross with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Hey, die man had weggehaloop. Maar die vrouw had vastgestaan. Hallelujah. Amen. What I'm telling you actually, this was a blutnis for the devil. Because sin came through a woman being deceived into the world. And the Lord with these acts was restoring the dignity of women. Wow! The place of women was restored, that they don't be looked at as a problem. But Mary Magdalene, she ran to publish aloud, He's alive! He lives! I've met Him! Peter and the disciples said, see, because a woman's witness was not seen as valid. You understand? I don't know, women are very emotional. So they say, it's a rechter gesin. I think they forbeeld for you. It cannot be. Amen. This, and therefore, I'm going to read to you now First, First Corinthians chapter 15. The whole chapter is about the, that Jesus was resurrected. Amen. And, and the chapter will tell you, if he was not resurrected, then our faith is in vain. Then we who preach that he's alive, we all liars. Then the gospel don't have power. Do you hear? This faith that I just spoke to you about, Islam, speak, the Quran speaks a lot about Jesus. In fact, my barber, who is a Muslim guy, he says, Pastor, I ask, why does the 
Quran speaks so much about, it speaks more about Jesus than about Muhammad. And so he was busy reading revelations. He is still busy reading revelations. I, I, I sent him a message. I said, keep on reading. <laughs> Amen. And when, I, and when I get there, I'll see Baba fall, I'll turn every subject. Valise, no. Oh, I tell him something out of revelations that shock him, that touch him. Amen. But why does all religions attack Jesus? It's because you cannot ignore him. But this faith of the Middle East leaves out that Christ died. They say, no, it is a fallacy, it's a lie. That, why? Because the devil is a master deceiver. The heart of why Christ came is to save us from sin. And they and the, the devil don't want you to believe that he's the savior of sinners. And that he died and he was resurrected. My God. By the way, we need to pray presently for Israel. There's a lot going on presently. In fact, if things don't stop, it might go even into a war. And the people behind it is the Iranians and the Russians. They all, they are not thousands of miles away, but the military base and stuff is around Israel. Do you hear me? And they have certain brothers' organizations working on their behalf and supplying weapons of war. Hey, Hezbollah is one of them and Hamas is one other one. But Hezbollah has got about two, 250,000 rockets ready to put and move into Israel. Hey, you cannot... You cannot believe, and the Bible predicts in Ezekiel 38 and 39, a war that can happen anytime. So pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the salvation of the Jews. My God, do you hear me? I'm back to what I'm saying to you, that God has restored the dignity of women to the glory of God. Mary Magdalene carried the message. She ran to Peter and John and the others. And then Peter and John was running to the, to the, to the tomb as, as they were just reading to you. And because Peter was older than John, John outran him. But John, I did he pluck hard. <laughs> Because it's a cave. The grave is a cave. We've been there in Israel. 2015. The, 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 the grave. It's a, it's a cave. And by God's grace, they've got a board that they put up there for Taurus. As you enter the cave, the board, the scripture is there. He is not here. Is risen. Give the Lord praise. <laughs> Amen. And in that cave 
When the Torahs go there, you pray, you praise, you give glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. But not only Mary Magdalene was a witness. Look at the other witnesses. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. And here you will find what is the gospel too. The gospel are, are three things before I read it. It's that Christ died for our sins. He didn't die as a martyr. Because then Elijah could have also died because they might stone him or crucify Elijah or Moses. Then they would have died because they are prophet. But Jesus, and death cannot come to you unless you sin. I'll read now after this to you to tell you. If you don't have sin, you cannot die because sin brings forth death. Amen. So Christ had no sin, so he could not die. To, for him to die, he had to take on sin. Do you hear me? So he was spotless, holy, and when he took upon himself our sin, and because the fruit or the result of sin is death, then he could only die. Amen. So Christ, the gospel is Christ died for our sin. Number two, he was buried. It's not like other people say he fell in a coma. He was buried. Amen. And to make sure he was dead, the Romans had a way. Crucifixion is the most cruel way to execute somebody. Better put a string around the neck or electric chair, but to, to put nails through your hands and your feet and after being whipped with a cat of nine tails, it is a nine string whip with, with bone at the end and hitting you plucks out flesh. Really what happened. Okay? And then after that, they put this huge cross on him to carry through the streets of Jerusalem, the Dolorosa. Even as a Taurus, they take you through that road up to Golgotha, to the hill of Calvary. And they show you this is the way and where he fell under the cross. And how he could not get up anymore. And they forced a black man by the name of Simon. They forced him to carry the cross. And as Jesus walked in front. And Simon the black man carrying the cross behind him. He watched. And he heard as Jesus fell. And the women of Israel was weeping as he carried the cross, as he walked up. And he said to them, don't weep for me. Weep for your children. Because there will come a day that you will say, blessed are the womb that did not bring forth children. So evil the days will become. That you say, I have to look after myself. I cannot 
care anymore for children. I wish there was no child. Especially today, children on drugs, children in various ways, parents pluck their hair out of their heads. And, and even a lady here in, in Cape Town killed her own son who was on drugs because of stealing the appliances, cannot sleep at night, in prison, out of prison, a mummy never gets rest. So he said as he was carrying, moving up with blood flowing, don't weep for me. Weep for yourself and for your children. My God. Amen. And he, Simon, came to the Lord and came to repentance as he stood there and watched the spectacle. And in the middle of the afternoon, it became pitch dark. Because the sun refused to shine as the Son of God was suffering with the penalty of our sins. My God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And this is the gospel. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. And thirdly, He rose again. That's the gospel. It's simple. Hallelujah. It's not difficult. You must believe He died in your place and you repent of your sin. Now I'm reading this portion of Scripture. Now I make known to you, brethren, says Paul, the gospel which I preach to you. Amen. The gospel means good news, the best news. This is the gospel I preach to you, which, is also which you also receive. I hope after preaching you receive it. In which also you stand. You must stand. Do you see those three words? Preach, receive, and I stand in the gospel. By which also you are saved. You are saved by this gospel. If you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver to you, this is the gospel, as a first importance, as a first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins. Not as a martyr, for, and it's according to the scriptures. The Old Testament predicts this. Verse 4, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. Now comes the proofs that he's alive. And that he appeared to Peter, to Cephas. Then he appeared to, 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 to the twelve. Do you see that? Verse 6, after that he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time. In other words, 500 people saw him alive with the wounds in his hands. Hallelujah. And then the Bible, most of whom of those 500 remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Some of them have died already. Then he appeared to James, the brother, the blood brother of Jesus. He appeared to him also. Then he appeared to all the apostles. And last of all, as it were to one untimely born, he appeared to me also. Amen. This, 
this uh, Saul who became the Apostle Paul, he was fighting Christianity tooth and nail. He wanted to destroy this faith. He's a Pharisee, he's a Jew. He see how many people turn to Christ. Like you will see now how people of these strange faith try to say they also believe in Jesus, try to protect because they are scared because many out of their false religions come to Jesus. Now presently in Iran and those places, there is a mighty move of the Holy Spirit as people dream and see visions of Jesus and come to salvation in a great way. My Lord, and Paul says, lastly, he appeared to me on the road of Damascus. Wow, when Paul stood in a court of law, they said to Paul, you crazy. The Roman judges said, what is wrong with you? He said, can I give you my testimony? I was venomously against this faith. I stoned many and I dragged them to prison. And on my way with letters to Damascus, with letters authorizing me to kill and to destroy them and take them into prison. And the morning and the afternoon, the heavens opened. And a light brighter than the sun knocked me off the horse. And a voice speak to me from heaven. And I asked, who are you speaking to me? He said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. He said, what do you want me to do? He said, go to this, a certain place. They will tell you what to do. And when Ananias heard that he must go and pray for Paul, he was worried because he said, Lord, he's going to kill me. They, they, he came here to take many into pr prison. The Lord said to him, don't worry. I will show him how much he must suffer for my cause. Hallelujah. Amen. And for three days, Paul was blind because of the light. But he came to the Lord. And he wrote more than a third, two thirds of the New Testament. Give the Lord praise. A little bit of teaching, amen, a little bit of teaching, Romans chapter 5 verse 12, just to show you how sin, how death came into the world. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, through what, who's that one man? Adam. Therefore, just through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death Spread to all men because all have sinned. Amen. In other words, sin, the fruit of sin is death. Death is a terrible thing. We weep. Even when you get married, you must know one of you is going to die one day. I, I was so foolish. Nicholas and Mikkel was still so small, and me and my wife, I, I went to preach in Saldana. I don't know what they did or whatever. So I said to them, you must remember, you must value your parents while you have them with you. 
what if one day we will die and die altui? And my wife said, This is not the time to speak those kind of things. I fully remembered. But that's the reality of life. That's the reality of life. So death is an enemy. Amen. God hates death himself. Jesus hates death himself. And Jesus, even before resurrection, showed in three cases that he had power over death. Write down these three cases. He raised a young man from the death. The son, he lived in the place called Nine. Luke chapter 7 from verse 11 to 17. In fact, when I want to know where is this, the city of Nine, and the Lord resurrected a young man, then I say, oh, it's 7-11. Do you know that shop? 7-11. Luke chapter 7 verse 11. Amen. I show you now three times that Jesus had the power over death. Hallelujah. Soon afterwards, he went to a city called Nine, and his disciples were going along with him, accompanied by a large crowd. Always where Jesus moved, a lot, thousands were moving with him because of the signs and the miracles. The next verse says, Now as he approached the gates of the city, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. Only son of his mother. And she was a widow. She had no husband. This is a livelihood. This is a son. And a sizable crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. He came up and touched the coffin and the barriers came to a halt. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Give the Lord praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. The second time Jesus raised somebody from the dead was a 12-year-old girl. Hallelujah. Very, very young. Mark chapter 5 verse 41 to verse 42. Hallelujah. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talita kumi, which translated means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk, for she was 12 years old. And immediately they were completely astounded. Hallelujah. Jesus has the power over death. John chapter 11. Hallelujah. Verse 38. When he raised Lazarus from the dead. And Lazarus was four days dead. You know, when a baby even in the womb, uh, uh, there comes trouble. Then it will tell the mom and the dad, we need to go fetch the baby because if there's no oxygen, coming to this child's brain. Either the child is going to die or something mentally is going to happen. Okay? And to think Jesus raised people from the dead that had long, for a long time, no oxygen came to their minds. Hallelujah. 
and their minds and everything function. Here Lazarus was four days dead. In fact, Martha said there's a bad smell here by the grave already. In other words, Jesus sent the worms back to. Hallelujah. I'm speaking of the power of our faith. So Jesus again being deeply moved within came to the tomb. Now it was a cave. That's the way they buried people. And a stone was lying against it. Hallelujah. Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead person, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to you who are sinners. You are dead in your sin. But if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. As our dancers displayed your depression, as they displayed your pride, as they displayed your sickness, as they displayed displayed all kinds of results of sin. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Verse 40, let's go on till verse 44. So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have hurt me. I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said so, so that they may believe that you have sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice. Somebody said, if he didn't say Lazarus come forth, maybe all in the grave came forth. Amen. He, he had to mention his name. He says, Lazarus came forth. Verse 44. The man who had been dead came forth, bound hand, foot, and wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. I hope you, when you preach the gospel somewhere, you use this scripture and said, The year it gekom om jou vry te maak. Is jou hande gebun, is jou voete gebun, is jou oe toe, is jy vast in die ketangs, die Heere het gekom om jou vry te maak. Hallelujah! Glory to His name! Verse 23 of chapter 11. The same chapter. Jesus said to Martha, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection and the last. Can you see Martha believe in the resurrection? I believe Jesus, when the rapture takes place, the graves will open up. I don't know how. I don't know what. But if the Lord can do miracles, all things are possible. Hey, it's like, it's like the, the, the school teacher said to the little girl, wow, how was your weekend? Asked everybody. She said, teacher, I've learned something very astonishing. I've learned that a big fish swallowed Jonah. Hey, the teacher said to her, it can, it's proven scientifically it never happened. Hey, she said, teacher, I believe in the Bible. Even 
even if Jonah swallowed the big fish, I will still believe it. <laughs> then she said to the teacher, when I get to heaven, I'll ask Jonah myself. So the teacher said, but what if Jonah is not in heaven? Then the girl said, then you can ask him. Wow, what a shock. Martha said to him, I know that you will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Hallelujah. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. Hey, in other words, where I am, the death can rise. And I am the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. Hallelujah. Let me say to you, when a believer dies, he don't die, he falls asleep. Amen. He falls asleep. Why? Because in death, the sting of death, the thing that is sin. That's 1 Corinthians 11. Sin causes death to be painful. And the Bible call it, it is the sting. Sin is the sting of death. But Christ took the sting. He took sin. In other words, the angle of the dood by a gelovige is out. Hallelujah. When death, when we die, we f to fall asleep means it's like a child that fell asleep before the TV and tomorrow morning. He said, how did it come that I got into my bed? He said, I, your daddy carried you to your bed. Amen. So when a believer die, we all weep, we cry. But he rejoice in heaven. He wake up. And you say, can't he come back? He says, Yere, ek wil nooit weer terugkom he. For all that's a great skill that overall. Verstaan he? Die rentmense soek jou. Die medical bill soek jou. Voorsieni soek vir jou. Study fit, soek for you, garlics, or what's it, or this, top. Punky soft. The buy soek you. Hey! As us die vrou, as us die vrou to the man had dood let, to say, 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 can we see novel dood gaan nie? All die skuld die, or they lost me met all die skuld. My God, let me rush to come to a conclusion. I want to show you also the, the, the resurrection was a knockout punch to the devil. It was putting him to open shame. But the rapture, when, where, you, where people leave the earth without dying, because they will tell you every human being that comes into this earth must die. But there will be a generation. And I believe we can be there, this generation. They don't need to first press when you get into the building press basement. And then you go up. You know when you get into the lift, there's basement. Daar is die graf, ons gaat af onder toe. En achterna, as die Heere kom, gaat ons op. 
No, you don't need to press basement. You say, we, we're living from this level right up to heaven. Hallelujah. Rest, rapture life is in us. Resurrection life is in us. Hallelujah. Man, the world is going to be shocked when millions of people disappear alive from the earth. See, he's clearer in the building. Hulle beklee oor die keys van die kar. Oos is weg. Halleluja. Praise God. Amen. And we will become like angels, the Bible says. We will never die. The world will go on still. And angels can visit any time the earth. Do you know that? So when we angels in this list for Kentucky. Amen. Don't worry, Warren, because no clock of prayer. For Stan Brook, Brook, only for me. Amen. He said, No, the gum less for Kentucky, no. He stands in the Cuba, Kentucky, and Goodwood. Mud by Goodwood, this. Hallelujah. They say, Oh, Haradisa, and he wrote it. But does he need the knees? They say, Zuma is via president. They say, Oh, here I help you. Hallelujah. Amen. And stop, I give you a day what you have been doing. They say, You are now here. They say, You are now a Sabine. They say, Hey, you are not a pastor. You are here. Yeah, my he's must be a motto. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That day at the rapture, the aeroplanes will crash. I'm closing now. The aeroplanes will crash. The trains will crash. As people who are born again, the pilot just left the plane. Wow. The machine is still running. At the computer. Where sis is gone. Wow. Your children run around. Mommy is gone. But daddy. Why are you still here around? <laughs> hey. To say. Can I get flare crying? My God, I preach, when I was at Bible school, I preached a message, the last prayer meeting, and the prayer meeting after the rapture. This place will be packed with people. Churches will be packed with people. But death has been conquered finally. Finally, God showed, I'll take people alive from this earth to show you my son, has risen. He is king of kings and lord of... That can happen any moment. It can happen now. The Bible says, in a twinkling of an eye, in a moment of time, we will be gone. Hallelujah. I give you five places 
where the rapture will take. Five raptures. Are you with me? God proved there's a rapture by rapturing Enoch. Amen. Enoch, the Bible says he was 365 years old when he just disappeared. And he was raptured away. I can give you scripture, but for time's sake, let us close. The second rapture was Elijah. Raptured away. In fact, according to the Bible, Elijah and Enoch may come back in the great tribulation after the church is gone to preach. They say, some say it's Moses and Elijah. There's a tussle between that. But we just know flesh and blood cannot enter the heaven. And these two are in flesh and blood. Wow. Amen. The third rapture is the Lord Jesus himself. Amen. He was raptured away. Amen. And that is after his resurrection, he moved around for 40 days. He was still moving around to, to show people he's alive. Even Brutomi wat getwyfel het. Thomas. Amen. Praise God. Uh, uh, doubting Thomas. The resurrection tells us there should be no doubt in us anymore. There should be no uncertainty of your faith anymore. He's alive. You ask me how, the hymn says, you ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. I can feel he's alive as Michael described the kite. I can feel on the strings of my heart. He's alive. Hallelujah. Nobody could have done this in my life. I didn't need to go to rehab. Amen. Ek moes sê de noon toe gaan, of wat is die plekke, wat sy moet af van die wijn af, hulle gee jou tyd de bottle gedringe dag. Nou dring sy vijf glase, oor vijf wieke dring sy twee glase. My God. You know, you, you know Leon Soester wat grappe, baie grappe man. Hy sê op een dag, sê, maak jy grap, hy sê, as hulle rugby kook kyk daar uit Pretoria uit, die aeroplane het stare gevlieg. Hy sê, maar vandag, die goed vlieg so vannacht, die jare was het twaalf doppe kaap toe. Twaalf glase. Dies daas net vijf glase, dat sê al in die kaap. Hy, he, he measure it with how many glasses on the aeroplane. My God. Number three, the, the rapture of the Lord. And number, number four was those who was resurrected with Jesus when he came out of the grave, the Bible says, saints that was dead also came out of the grave and they walked through the city. Wow! But those, some say it was Abram and da da Daniel. and No, it couldn't be because the Lord wanted to make a point. 
that he has, he has power over death. Hallelujah. It must have been believers that recently died three months ago, two years ago. You say, oh my Lord, here my mom comes in. Is mommy dirty? Says, no, Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Where are you going? No, we are on our way to heaven. That was the fourth rapture. Hallelujah. The fifth one is Revelation chapter 11 with the two witnesses. They say it's Moses and Elijah that will preach in, after the rapture in the great tribulation. And they, but the Bible says they killed them. And then they didn't want their bodies to go into the grave. But after three and a half days, the world saw how life came into their bodies. And they were raptured. How will the world see? On television. They will, they will see, look, there they stand up. And there they go back into heaven to the glory of God. Listen, I'm closing. The Lord has the power over death. My last scripture is 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 20 to verse 21. 2 Kings 13, verse 20 to verse 21. Did you enjoy the word of God? This is our food. Better than pickle fish. Praise God of his spot. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm reading this where Elisha, his death bones, he was in the grave. It was only bones. And when some soldier of Israel who was dead too in war, his, their friend, his friends was carrying him, two of them. And when they saw the enemy coming, they threw this dead body into Elisha's grave. When this dead soldier touched the bones of Elisha, he came alive. Wow. Amen. Came alive. And I always say, if there was a nice joke, this was it. Imagine you've just throw somebody that's dead into a grave. And when you look behind you, <laughs> here he comes running. I don't know what I'm saying. So God can also make jokes. This is real. What happened here? Elisha died and they buried him. Now the gang of the Moabites would invade the land in the spring of the year. The spring of the year is when the flowers, when the harvest comes up. There are many of you, you should produce now fruit for God. And the enemy came to cut you off spiritually. They came, the Moabites. The word Moab speaks of compromise. So it's dikan, dan daikan. That's the Moabites. You are a compromiser. That's the Moabites. 
the next verse, verse 2. As they were burying a man, behold, they saw a marauding band, and they cast the man into the grave of Elisha. And when the man touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. I'm closing by saying to you, more than Elisha is here. If you can touch Jesus, amen, even if you're dead in your sins, even if you're backslidden, even if you're down, even in the war of Christianity, you got hurt like the soldier and you injured, touch Jesus. That's the bones of Jesus. When we have the Lord's Supper, the bread and the wine, we touch the bones, the remains of the Lord Jesus, and life comes into us. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we come out of our dead situation, and we stand on our feet, and we can fight another day. To the glory of God. Can we stand please? Hallelujah. Close your eyes. And let's give thanks by yourself. For the Lord Jesus. For resurrection life that's in you. And that you are marching in the triumph procession of this mighty, mighty Lord Jesus leading the way and ask Him grace to spread this triumph message everywhere. While we praying, keep on praying. Is there somebody who say, I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus? Here's my hand, Pastor. I would love to give my life to the Lord Jesus. You either receive him or you say, I will die in my sin and I will go to hell. Or to hell with Jesus, to hell with this gospel. I want to hold on to my sin. You need to repent. You need to turn from your sin. Put your hand up quickly and we will pray for you. The Lord will do a miracle in you. You don't save yourself. The Lord will save you. Is there anybody? We're waiting on you. One more time, is there somebody that says, Pastor, I'm raising my hand. I want Jesus in my life. I want the Lord Jesus in my life. I want the Lord Jesus in my life. Now I'm going to pray a prayer that we all can pray and follow. It's a declaration of this resurrection life that flows in your bones, your blood, and your marrow. Please do this declaration every time when you pray. Say, Lord Jesus, 
I thank you that you are alive. The proof thereof is my salvation. You delivered me from sin. I am a miracle that I don't have a taste for sin, nor a desire for this world. This is a miracle, Lord. Thank you for giving to me the new birth. I am a born-again child of God. Jesus Christ is my Lord. I am not ashamed of you. I worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that I'm part of your family. I'm part of the bride of Christ. I am re I'm, re I'm not only resurrected ready, I am rapture ready. I am blessed. Zoe life is in me. Death destroying life. Resurrection life is in my soul and my spirit. It flows now through my blood and through every organ of my body. It drives out all sickness and all demon power. I rebuke the spirit of death in the name of Jesus over my life. Every curse is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. With long life the Lord satisfy me. I shall fulfill the number of my days. I won't die an hour or a day before my appointed time. I am blessed. Angels of God accompany me. Come Holy Spirit. Fill every room of my life. I welcome you Lord Jesus. I welcome the Holy Spirit. Wow. Say wow. I'm anointed. I am blessed. I am super excited. Glory to His name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Can we sing that resurrected song that we started with? What? Resurrected life. Praise God. Just for the first part of it, let's dance and give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Any announcements?